Welcome to episode 151 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you on this fine spring weekend? It's Easter today, actually. It's the most spring a spring can be, I guess. It, 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 it is. Um, yeah, I, I completely forgot it was Easter until like yesterday. Right. Uh, it, it just <laughs> didn't cross my mind. Uh, and then this morning I posted a picture of Spider-Man on a cross from the Japanese Spider-Man show. Uh, so <laughs> wow. there you go. <laughs> That's where mm. I stand with Easter. Our true Lord and Savior, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man crawls out from behind a rock. Right. Yeah. He is yeah. back. Indeed. What are you up to this weekend? Ah, uh, vacuuming, honestly, you know. The the standard Melissa stuff. I just aggressively clean and cook, uh, and then I I, I gotcha. let myself sit down and watch a movie. That sounds relaxing, though. So that's that's at at least good. It feels it feels great to have done vacuuming, not while you're doing it, but once it's done, to be in a vacuumed home is a special yeah. feeling. We just put new filters in the all our like filter Ooh. spots, so we got that like cleaner air now that it's it's spurring mm -hmm. but enough about house cleaning that's not what we're here to talk about no. what are we here to talk about melissa <laughs> since it is episode 151 we are talking about pokemon the first movie okay Mom. in honor of the 151st <laughs> pokemon mew uh, so we thought we'd watch this movie that celebrates the first generation of Pokemon. <laughs> would I th would I hear the numbers 150 and 151, like Mewtwo and Mew are always what I think about ever since oh, I yeah. was nine years old. Absolutely. <laughs> like, we gotta do this. It has to be this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, I, I have such good memories of Pokemon, of playing it on my game boy which i still have right behind me back there my big yeah. fat yellow one um and yeah just like between the like game boy game and the card game and the tv show and this movie and all that stuff it was just like the perfect time like it was it was the perfect storm uh for mm -hmm. all of that to happen uh and i i remember it like being banned at school be <laughs> because it was so popular and stuff like that but yeah good good times indeed mm -hmm. i do have to say that i am now 30 years old and it was yes. just this year like a couple weeks ago that they announced a new pokemon game that is exactly what i've been wanting since i was nine uh, it, it is like the the open world, or at, at least it looks to be like this. It's um, like this open world game where you can just go wherever you want. You don't have to follow the exact road. You can 
catch Pokemon out, out in the wild. Like, it looks great, and that's exactly what I imagined it to be like uh, back in the day, and so I'm so excited for that to yeah. come out. It is truly Pokemon amazing Legends. what a... Ooh, it is amazing what a, a lasting power Pokemon has had, that it's not at the same, like, white-hot phenomena level it was in 1999, but it's still, like, a major core of international pop culture and entertainment for I people mean, of all ages. A couple years ago when Pokemon Go yeah. came out, like that, like that was huge. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're still making stuff with Pokemon Go. Uh, they're, they're still making all the Pokemon games. There's a new p- p- Pokemon Snap that's c- c- yeah. coming out at the end of the month. Um, so... I am excited. It's a good time to be a Pokemon fan, <laughs> that's is. for sure. It is. And I was honestly never into the video games or the card games growing up. I was whole hog in on the anime only. Obsessed with the anime. Never picked up a Game Boy. There you go. Interesting. I think I was maybe the opposite then. Because I never mm. really watched the cartoon when I was younger. I did but it was one of those things of like it was maybe on before or after something that I actually wanted to yeah. watch was on. So I saw, I saw it and was like, OK, I I know all of that stuff. I know how sad the bye bye butter furry moment <laughs> was and all of, all of that stuff. So <laughs> bye bye butter free. <laughs> Good times, good times indeed. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I did try to find uh, all my Pokemon c- c- cards because I still ha- 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 oh. have them. I found a majority of them. I didn't find all of my like holographic ones because I have those in a separate b- binder. And I don't remember where I put that binder. But somewhere mm-hmm. in my room, but I don't know exactly. I did. I did find my Japanese Oh, ones. Uh, so I have some Japanese cards. Those are nice uh, looking. Yeah, and these are all my holographic ones. Ooh. I don't know if you guys can see all of those and stuff like that, but good stuff. I have a holographic. Where'd it go? There you go. Ar- Arcanine. Ah. Nice. He's in this movie. Fun stuff. Fun stuff indeed. Yeah. I. I do still have a lot of leftover Pokemon things from when I was a kid and new things I've got. So on the video feed, you can see I'm wearing my Meowth yeah. T-shirt and then I've got my stuffed uh, Build-A-Bear Meowth on my bed. So you awesome. all know there's no question which Pokemon is my favorite. <laughs> and like these are new Meowth, things I've right. bought in the last like five years. That's awesome. Good stuff. And you, you, <laughs> you, you said you had these like Team Rocket posters on, on your yeah, wall yeah yeah on yeah on the wall facing me so you can't see it on the camera i have uh these team rocket recruitment posters like one is a That's picture awesome. of the hot air balloon and it says a career in the air awaits you and one is a picture of the magikarp submarine and it says serving is the deepest honor join team <laughs> rocket <laughs> that is wonderful <laughs> i love it so good so good uh so we are here to talk about the very first Pokemon movie. Yeah. 
I I haven't seen this in decades. I, I think I, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I remember all of the like promotional toys at Burger King. Yeah. Uh, for when they do that. I, I, I always have my Jesus in a Pokeball. What better metaphor for today, Easter Sunday, or talking about Pokemon? And I have Jesus in a Pokeball. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this movie. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't seen this in decades, and I, I, it was one of those things that I remember without really remembering mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, like if you had asked me like a week ago what happened in this film, I would, I, I'd just be like, I don't know, something with me, 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 with. <laughs> Mewtwo and Mew and there's this big fight at the end and they all die and something like that but I like I didn't I didn't remember exactly what was happening mm. in this film this film is a lot darker than I remember it it is yeah it's very philosophical it kind of is it dives into cloning and genetics and stuff like that it's it's wild um because and and the whole thing of of like experimenting on people and animals and stuff like that so it's just like right out the gate i was just like oh man they're like questioning existence and stuff like that like what is going on what was i watching when i was nine years old (laughs) (laughs) did you also watch uh pokemon mewtwo strikes back evolution which is a netflix movie that is a cgi remake of pokemon the first movie i did not i i know i know (gasps) that it exists but i haven't seen it Mm. You're missing out. I watched this last night and it's actually oh, great. Okay. Yeah. It is the exact plot of Pokemon the first movie. Like all of the narrative like index cards would be the same, but like some of the dialogue sure. is changed around, but other parts are exactly the same, the exact same shots. It's just a new version of it. It's kind of interesting, interesting that they made this, but it looks great. The CGI animation I really liked. It's this perfect mix of being realistic and a little heightened, a little cartoony. It's a delight to see all these characters you know and love with like right. real textures to them. They're wearing real cloth. <laughs> you know, they update a couple things like instead of the joke where Jesse can't cook, you know, she holds up the frying pan and Meowth's like, the last time you cooked, you wiped out eight of my nine lives. Said she <laughs> holds up a frying pan and they're like, well, great, we have a frying pan, but we don't have any food. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> like we're going to update things a little bit, you know, just sort of clean some things up. I enjoyed it a lot. I really recommend it. Okay, okay. Good stuff. I, I remember liking the CGI when they announced it, being like, hey, I, I, I like yeah. the way that looks. So good stuff with that. Uh, with this one, though, what, what did you think of this original Pokemon movie going back to it after so long? I, I think the last time I watched it was maybe in college. 
Uh, it was Pokemon's been a mainstay of my life. I, I was really into it from ages nine to like 13. And then I had like a renaissance and came back to it when I was in college and tried to like catch up with watching oh, what generation yeah. we were on then. Diamond and Pearl. I watched some of the new episodes and like rewatched a lot of the older stuff. I still have, I think, all of my old Pokemon tapes, like all nice. of my actual store bought ones. And the ones I recorded off of like Kids WB that I tried to cram yep. like 16 episodes onto one tape. I've got all my Pokemon CDs. I have the soundtrack for this movie in my car. Uh, so it's Amazing. never really been that far away from me. <laughs> I, it's a fun revisit. I dig this movie. I like how dark and moody it is while still also yeah. being fun. It's not like too dramatic. It's not. But I there, think it's toned is, pretty well. Yeah, it's toned well. And I think there's a, an interesting sense of grandeur in the film. Yes. Like it, it, it seems appropriately, I don't know, not sized. That's not, a, that's not the right word. Uh, like it's absolutely like a no fat movie where it's just like this yeah. is the plot we're not gonna do like b plots or stuff like that um it 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 is exactly what it needs to be but it also had like i think the opening montage of of you to training and stuff like that really gives a scale of like the world of pokemon yeah and like what all is out there and stuff like that and it really does feel like there's an entire world right of just these, yeah. these creatures running around and stuff like that so yeah interesting yeah I, indeed i dig it a lot i it, it, you're talking about the scale i think this movie does have a movie feel to it. Like this definitely mm -hmm. feels different than just like a mini arc of episodes on the show. But it's also like you watch the main villain being created. Like somebody who's new to Pokemon doesn't really have to get involved with any pre-existing mythology except for knowing what a Pokemon is. Yeah. <laughs> so I think back to like when my mom took me to see this movie, uh, when my aunt took me to see this movie again, because I think I saw it twice. <laughs> like there's enough starting there in front of their eyes that I imagine this wouldn't be that flabbergasting of an experience to show it to like a parent who just has to take their kids. Yeah. Which isn't really a problem that exists anymore within this franchise. Like anybody who's taken a kid to see Pokemon yeah, is already familiar so. enough with Pokemon, even just Basically, through osmosis. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's also a short movie, uh, which mm -hmm. is I, I I think perfect for for this, uh, just to be like, hey, here's a quick like bigger story, but it's uh it's an interesting yeah. one. It's a little bit darker, a little bit moodier, like like we've mentioned. Uh, but that's it, and then you can be on your way, get back to the show, or get mm -hmm. back to whatever you were doing there. So. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good revisit. Classic. Yeah, indeed. Uh, plot synopsis. Let's do let's do a pl plot synopsis. Uh, I, I guess we'll have yeah. to do a real brief one because this is also a movie that is very very light on plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Mewtwo uh, is a Pokemon created in a lab by Team Rocket scientists, uh, cloned from a fossil of an ancient, super powerful, mythic Pokemon named Mew, who nobody's seen in generations, but they found like mm-hmm. a little bone fragment. They're like, we're going to make another Mew, but better and just call it Mewtwo. So Mewtwo awakens. He's a psychic Pokemon. He can think he can psychically project thoughts to others. And he's like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Yeah. Yeah. I was created by man, but I am not of man. I am of Pokemon, but was not created by Pokemon. I was born in this tube. Yeah. He's a whole existential crisis and he flies away and he he makes an island fortress. And then he, uh, he invites several Pokemon trainers to go there and battle him with the intent of cloning their Pokemon and using the cloned Pokemon to beat the original biological Pokemon. Yeah. There you go. That is basically it. And Ash mm-hmm. is one of the trainers that gets invited to, yeah. to the island one thing I fight me. What, one thing I appreciated about the CGI update is that you know, they note Oh, Misty and Brock are also gym leaders. They are also formally invited to this tournament thing. It's not just Ash is invited and he gets to drag his two friends along. It's like we are formally inviting all three of you. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll circle back around to that when we get into spoilers and 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 stuff. But yeah, that's that is a good uh, uh, update. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it, I think the movie holds up in terms of mm-hmm. Pokemon stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a good, fun, quick watch. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, with that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we will get into our spoiler section. If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots uh, is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. We have a $3 tier, which gets you all kinds of exclusive content. Uh, And we would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out. Thanks, Sam. Uh, It means a lot. Thank you for helping us keep the mics on. Uh, If you guys would like to support us on Twitch, you can do that as well. You guys can subscribe to our channel at twitch.com tv slash the whatnots uh and if you have amazon prime you also have twitch prime uh you just have to link your accounts which is super simple uh and then you have a a free subscription to give out each month uh and we would love that to be us here at the whatnots because that means more money for us to make bigger and better content for you uh let's see other housekeeping stuff i do have to mention we have our reactions to falcon and the winter soldier Mm -hmm. uh going up we've been uh working on those week to week uh and we also just did an episode of the captain's log where we got to interview the wild aces news network uh which was a lot of 
fun if you guys are interested in football and the fan con controlled football league that was interesting uh but yeah that's it that's housekeeping for now let's get into spoilers there we go we are officially in spoilers i don't know why i couldn't hear it on my end but i it, couldn't it, hear it, it either it happened i have to, i have to fix something with, with oh. it there it's a <laughs> fix but oh well oh well mm -hmm. um okay where should we start with this i i so you know what, let's start with the the oh were, were you are you gonna no i just <laughs> would you allow me uh, a moment of like deep Pokemon nerdery about the unseen backstory of this movie. Sure, absolutely. Okay, all right. So this is, I think, not actually in the Pokemon anime anywhere, unless it's been something they've made since I was deep in my my Pokemon heyday in like two thousand two, two thousand three, when I was mm -hmm. on like a lot of Pokemon fan sites. And I read about there was like an audio drama CD produced to go yeah. along with Pokemon in Japan that I, at least at that point, had not been translated, had not been, you know, re-recorded into English. So I've never heard it. I just know it exists. But it, it is backstory back there in the Pokemon lore that the Team Rocket agent who like went into the mountains and like recovered this fossil from the Mew, from the, the this bone from the Mew fossil was Jesse's mom. Her name's Miyamoto. She was like a career Team yeah. Rocket agent working for Giovanni. She went off on this mission. I think she like got lost in the mountains. She died. She disappeared. She didn't come back. It's yeah, very tragic. And like that's that, why Jesse is in Team Rocket. It's like a family business. She doesn't know what the heck else to do with her life. It's like I'll just follow in my mom's footsteps even if it killed my mom and i'm also gonna work for giovanni so wikipedia says in july of that year which i guess is 1998 uh a five episode radio drama titled the birth of mute was broadcast over five sundays leading up to the premiere of the movie in japan uh, blah 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 drama delves into Mewtwo's origin prior to the start of the film it also explores the leadership of Team Rocket under Madame Boss Giovanni's mother yeah that's right uh, yes her too yeah and the last known whereabouts of Miyamoto Jesse's mother due, due to its mature themes it was never dubbed in English uh, the drama Dang. eventually served uh, the basis for the served the basis for the origin of Mewtwo prologue that would appear in the complete version of the film. Since the drama was conceived a few months after the manga, the events depicted in the drama do not match up with the events portrayed in the manga uh cool yeah there you yeah. go there you go wild yeah i had no idea that there was a pokemon radio drama audio <laughs> drama wild 
Yeah, Japan. I remember reading about several animes I liked having audio dramas in Japan that never made it over here. Interesting. Did, was there another one yeah. that, that you was? I that think you Big O had one. I think I remember reading this. Oh my god! I might I have hope made there this is an up. English. One. I would I love that. I don't. I'm trying to remember things from when I was like 12, 13 years old. So I don't know if I could. This might be false. I might have invented it. I might have just wished that that would happen because that was one of my favorite shows at the time. But yes, I, it might be real. There's like a 60% chance it's real. Um, I'm looking it up on Google right now. I'm seeing podcasts about Big O and a radio drama. I don't know if this is the same, though. Hmm. Oh, well. But. Anyways. Good, good, uh, interesting stuff with that. I wanted to circle back to what I was mentioning before about the tr- mm. the tr- trainers. Because um, that yeah. was maybe one of the only, like, big questions I had that, like, like yes. head, sc- head scratchers at this is that. They get on this boat, like this collection of trainers, uh, and there's this big storm. And so the captain of the boat is like, hey, sorry, we're not going to be. We are not going to be able to take you to the island to do this thing. And some of them are like, well, that's fine. We'll swim because I have water Pokemon, you know, Um and when they finally make it to the island, Mewtwo suggests that these tr- trainers are the best of the best. Yet yeah. I've never heard of any of them. They're all just random people. Right. They exist only in this movie. They don't have names. It, exactly. Even in like, this new CGI version, they still don't name these people. <laughs> we don't know who and they so are at it, all. It baffles me that that people like Surge isn't there, right? Yeah. Why is Blaine not there? Uh, I, or it Sab- seems like he wanted Marina. Like, why aren't the like why aren't all of the gym leaders there? That makes no sense. That he's like, I want the strongest. I, trainers and it's just like these three randos and some kid named ash (laughs) some eight-year-old kid (laughs) it's weird that mewtwo like he builds this whole fortress presumably dr manhattan style i don't think he hired contractors i think he just did it out of his head Uh, he builds this whole fortress he makes this whole plan he generates the storm to test these people right. to see if you can make it through the storm you and your pokemon the strength of the pokemon that's who i want on my island in this tournament seems like he just threw it together under a very limited time frame because when ash gets the invitation it's like yeah you have to be here tomorrow so maybe mm-hmm. he's like who is one day's journey away who's the <laughs> best who's just the best within this immediate geographical radius and it wasn't any that's gym funny. leaders it wasn't any champions it is ash Ketchum. Pre-Indigo League, he hasn't even made it that far. He probably has, like, 
four badges or whatever. He's not far along in his journey. And then three somebody's oh we have we don't have any credentials for them they don't mention if they've won any tournaments you know then their pokemon aren't like super impressive or legendary it's like yeah you've got a gyarados that's pretty cool but yeah yeah yeah. it 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 just it (laughs) struck me as so strange of like how did no one think of this to put like bigger name like (laughs) this guy seems like a threat like he's being like i'm gonna beat you and then take over the world <laughs> right and then like none of these stronger tr- trainers show up this is the 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 same problem i ha- had with suicide squad right where it's supposed to be some like world <laughs> en- ending threat and and you mean to say that superman doesn't show up that Batman doesn't show up, and it's just like this mm-hmm. makes no sense. But mm. oh well, maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have explained it. I wish these other trainers had names. The fact that nobody introduces themselves has always struck me as very weird. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, okay, let's see. Be- be- beyond that, uh, let's let's take a step back so one thing that i like about this movie is that it really doesn't tell you much about when this Mm. movie takes place we know that it's after he has his charizard but that's kind of about it that's that's maybe one of the only like identifying factors because there was a point in the show where it was charmander charmeleon and then he got his like charizard that won't listen so something else you're about to add there is another time marker i forgot about this when we see the opening montage of mewtwo like being trained by these team rocket scientists we do see him face off against gary and his pokemon in the viridian city gym which i think might have been Ash's eighth badge that he went to go get. I think Gary goes in and gets defeated, and then like Ash goes in right after him. But like after Mewtwo is like gone, I don't think Ash fights Mewtwo. I think we just see Gary do it. <laughs> so yeah, he is a bit farther along in his journey than I said earlier. But still, like this is pre Indigo League. He's still yeah. like a kid. He's just like doing pretty good. Like he's like a Cub Scout, but he ain't an Eagle Scout yet. <laughs> Yeah, that that makes sense. But I, I I like that there's not much of that stuff. And it, it, yeah. it like you don't need to watch the show to understand mm. what's happening or who these. I mean, it, 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 it helps to know like who Team Rocket is because they're almost non-players in this. Or at, at, at Which least they always J- J- are. Jesse and James. But I mean. Yeah, but in the show, they are a more consistent protagonist or uh, <laughs> and and antagonist, uh, and they it's, don't it's pose a much bag. of a threat. But in in this, yeah. like they sh- they show up, but they really don't have anything to do in this. They just like discover yeah. the cloning, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> like that- there's not much more to their in- inclusion 
It would bother me more if, well, it does bother me because I love Team Rocket and I always want them to be treated more like real characters. I want their actions to have real weight to them. But that has been how they've been used. There are plenty of episodes where they are the antagonist of the episode, but there's plenty more where there's some other plot and then Team Rocket just wanders in for five minutes, shouts the motto and and blasts off. And like, that's all they get to do. (laughs) Or they're just like following around just looking at stuff, just making quips, uh, and then ultimately barely have anything to do with Ash's progress. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because they're really only after his Pikachu. Like, they want to steal, mm. steal him and stuff, so it, it makes sense that they're following behind, but aren't necessarily involved. Yeah. Um, it's it's mm. just, it's one of those things, I think, in this movie that it's kind of a shame that they don't have more to do in in this yeah especially Uh, since Mewtwo has Team Rocket origins I don't know if Mewtwo ever like sees Jesse and James around (laughs) they're all like hiding in the back in a hole they don't really cross I don't think he notices they're there right there's all like they go into the cloning lab Meowth gets cloned there's a second Meowth around it seems like Mewtwo does not question this Pokemon that isn't accounted for, that like he's seen that none of these trainers have. <laughs> Mewtwo, he's so obsessed with this goal, but there's a lot of oversights in his plan. There's a lot of things I mean, he's, he's not paying attention to. He is psychic. Like he he might know that they are there. They might not know <laughs> that he knows that they are there. I mean I don't know if he's psychic and that he can be like omnipotent and like read minds and things i think he can just do like you know blasts you can just blast energy and like make a castle and uh project his voice into your head what's your i don't know yeah i I can make castles (laughs) (laughs) i can make castles i just make buildings that's all i do (laughs) but yeah i it would have been interesting if mewtwo had confronted jesse and james like you work for the company that made me i think those guys are evil you know would they have become his number one opponents in that regard he's like well i'm gonna defeat you for sure like i have a vendetta against not you specifically but what you represent that big logo on your chest yeah or or it's like hey like i'm willing to work past this if we can come up with some deal to help me take over the world yeah i'll clone yeah ash's pikachu so you can have one and he can (laughs) have one and then you guys can both go home happy um Mm. you know there's something that could have happened there but it did not so yeah a little bit unfortunate for sure Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of missed opportunities in this movie which i understand because it is a like 75 minute movie based off of a cartoon for kids that's there to support a card game and a video game yep. i know why it's not there mm-hmm. indeed um let me ask you this so we we mentioned the cooking joke uh I, I, yeah. I have to give a shout out to the Minnesota Vikings jo- jo- joke because that one is <laughs> <Yes>! genuinely funny. <laughs> oh, it's not in the CGI version. This is another update that I appreciated. It's still that same structure where Ash and, and friends are like, oh, we want to get across 
Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get across this lake to get to that island, but we don't have any like big, strong flying right. or you know, water Pokemon like that. And then Team Rocket shows up in a boat. They're like, oh, we're just innocent sailors. We're going to take you across. And then halfway through their disguises get ripped off and they're like, Team Rocket. Instead, they show up in this like cute Lapras boat and they're dressed as sailors and they do the song and dance number as sailors. It's great. I think it makes way more sense within the Team Rocket aesthetic that they've got these cute, like the sailor outfits are so cute. I feel like I've seen them wear something like that before. I mean, it's it's a better boat that seems more like a boat they 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 would have. Yeah. The SS. Yeah, yeah. And I believe. Yes, yes, yes. An excellent arc of episodes. Yeah, I liked that update. I'm like, this makes a lot more sense within what we've seen from these characters before. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I don't want to say no, but I, I like I think the like them showing up in Viking costume also makes sense. Like, that's the whole thing with Team yeah. Rocket is they go to these extravagant lengths yes. to just do some stupid disguise. And it's just like, you, you, you guys yeah. didn't need to do all of this. Like, why? Why are you like you made up a whole song and dance routine to to do this thing? Why? Mm-hmm. You didn't need to do that. Um, but yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they show up. Fun. They they show up to escort them uh, across the stormy seas in in this in these Viking co- costumes, and I think it's Misty that's like, man, I ha- haven't seen the Vikings around here in a long t- time. And then Ash goes, yeah, they mainly l- live in Minnesota. <laughs> And it's it's so dumb, but it is genuinely funny. It is great. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's a joke I didn't get at nine. I think I did finally get it at twelve. <laughs> it is a weird inclusion in there, but sometimes those are fun. Those jokes that like kind of break the universe that don't make sense. You can tell like whoever's like writing the dub script like, was very right. excited to get like a contemporary reference in there. Right. Like I, I wonder what the original Japanese set said. Like, was there a joke? Yeah, I don't know. Was it just an offhanded comment? Were they talking about something else like that? I, I'm not mm. sure. Because, yeah, that is so specific to American culture that it's like I, I doubt that was in in the j- j- japanese that would make no sense in that they absolutely yeah, I don't lo- think they localized like football this. over there i'm not sure yeah, yeah. but yeah good good j- 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 joke good joke indeed <laughs> ah man so yeah so they they get invited to this battle it's not really a tournament um mm-hmm. they cross the stormy seas Thanks to Team Rocket. And then they get to this island with the facility there. And they don't really know what's going on. They're the last ones to show up. Yeah. Uh, What did you think, I guess, of this castle? Like, this seemed almost like a a strange place for him to have his base because it was so isolated. Uh... Like yeah, it, it it 
makes sense, I guess, if you want to, like, do science that people might frown upon, <laughs> right? And, mm. like, we're cloning Pokemon and stuff like that. But I just, for his plan of world domination, this seemed a little, like, not the best location. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's... Well, I think that island might have been where a, a Team Rocket Lab was that he destroyed. Like, I think he's built his castle upon the ruins of his enemies. Absolutely. It yeah. is a very cool looking castle. I love that, like, helix staircase that winds all the way up there. It's architecturally great looking. Mm -hmm. It's got, like, torches and stuff. It's nice. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a cool villain fortress. Yeah, like I think just the fact that it is a big unnecessary castle on an island in like the middle of a lake or a sea somewhere. We have to take like an arduous journey to get out to. And then there's not a single other thing on the island except for this one castle. Absolutely. You don't even know. Maybe he doesn't need. I don't know what he eats. I don't know what he's been feeding that nurse Joy. I guess he like when he kidnapped her, he also brought along like a cooler of rations, all of the supplies she needs. Who knows? Who knows? I I yeah. I'm wondering: Is Mewtwo the Bond villain of the Pokemon? Yeah 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 of the Pokemon universe. Man, I he certainly could be. Yeah, Giovanni certainly could fit like a Bond villain mold, and that he's got like. All of these henchmen in all of these matching uniforms. They've got a rocket aesthetic that's very Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mewtwo could be Absolutely. also. Yeah, yeah. I'd love if only he had a mouth and he could like remove a ceramic jaw piece and then his jaw collapses. <laughs> <laughs> Think on your sins, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> uh no, Mrs. Ketchum, I expect you to die. <laughs> God, I want a Pokemon movie so much where it is, uh, there is no Pokemon battle. You have to compete in another game, and it's Pokemon Casino Royale, and Ash has to learn how to play poker. I, 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 to be honest, I wouldn't, like, that is the kind of thing that I like seeing in pokemon stuff of like these strange yeah. buildings or things they include because there there are cities yeah. that, that do have oh you're in a casino or oh there's a team rocket fortress like in this like mm. quick mart uh thing but you have to like <laughs> move this statue and a door yes appears. and it's like why just get your own building like <laughs> this makes no sense <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i i i i like side stories like that which is why i liked detective pikachu a lot because we got to see yeah. more of of the pokemon universe that's out there that's not necessarily the like gym the battles and stuff yeah like so oh well yeah, um, I I always wanted to see more applications of Pokemon outside of battling, which is why I liked in later seasons they introduced Pokemon coordinating, which is just like your Pokemon putting on like a little visual show. Like if it's yeah, a, like a, a grass type Pokemon, they like, like that. Yeah, they like you. Yeah, they, you like dress them up or decorate them. They do this like little choreographed 
it's like gymnastics for Pokemon. You're just using your body and your skills to like put on a cute little show. Yeah. An impressive little show. I don't, it's cute when the Pokemon do it. I don't mean to be little real human gymnasts. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's absolutely stuff out there. So I'm sure there is some characters like that somewhere. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the it was str- it, it, the the whole thing was strange to me because yeah, it does seem overly big for what for what Mewtwo needs to do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess that just fits with the like sense of scale and grandeur that yeah. I mentioned at the the start. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it is so big and it's it's. Mm. Yeah, I mean they they are planning on doing Pokemon battles in there, so you do have to have the big space. Um, but it, uh, it yeah, it, like, <laughs> he's built. Uh, could have done this outside, dude. Yeah, it is funny know. that he built an entire stadium with like bleachers and seats and big stadium lights. Uh, when he knew he wasn't gonna get that many people there anyway. <laughs> no one came to like, watch. is he planning on reusing this in the future? <laughs> yeah. Nobody even goes to sit up there. He didn't think to sell tickets to get money to take over the world. (laughs) Right. He he should make like a a capital enterprise out of this. He's going to make like his own (laughs) team of Pokemon. You buy a t-shirt, you buy merch. He starts making like specific snacks, like the Dodger dog of his stadium. Uh, You got to go to Mewtwo's stadium on that island and he makes like the best nachos. (laughs) You got to go. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the other trainers kind of get wiped out re- real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, non-players. They're not named. They they just are yeah. cannon fodder. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, we, we get to kind of the main battle, which is Ash versus Mew. Uh, or versus Mewtwo. Um, but something that was interesting to me about this is I think it was like halfway through the fight after he's kind of beaten down the like first round of all of their Pokemon is that this I think is the first time that Ash gets so mad he tries to physically assault a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, Wild. he runs at Mewtwo. He's gonna punch him. He tries. Yeah, he he tries to beat <laughs> up Mewtwo himself. Like, wow. Like, like, <laughs> let's unpack that because there that, that like that that never happens in the show. Mm. And so, like, I I don't think I thought about that when I first saw this, but yeah, like watching it now, I was just like, "That's really strange that he would do that." <laughs> like, that's not what this show is about at all. Yeah, and, that's, and that's, I don't that's know like what he thinks he's character. Yeah, I don't know what it is he thinks he's going to do. I can imagine that it's partially like. I'm not going to put my poke. This is a unique threat. I'm not going to put my Pokemon somewhere that I wouldn't put myself. Of course, in a regular Pokemon battle, I'm not going to be mixed in there. That's not how that goes. But if we have like a legitimate threat to us and not just an opponent, 
I got to put myself out there. Like, I can't, like, let my Pokemon get hurt. Let me, I'd rather be hurt instead of them. Yeah. Let me yeah, try that, and launch at this sense. guy. But I don't know what he thinks he's going to do. Like, his Mewtwo's got these psychic powers. He's, like, blasts everything away. Like, he's kind of impenetrable. The fact that Ash is like, I'm just going to run at him and try and see if I can sock him in the gut. <laughs> it's it is ten year old boy thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's, he didn't even try and get his friends. Like, let's all pile on him. Brock, you're pretty tall. Like, can we yeah, can we all knock him down. Yeah, yeah. Like it it seems out of character, but you're right. Like he cares about his Pokemon so much that he would rather mm-hmm. see himself hurt than. The them so yeah. that makes sense when you think about it like that um but it's yeah it's just it's so strange to actually see because i think the the most that you yeah. see him protect his pokemon is maybe like step in front of an electric shock or something or something yeah. like like he takes the hit never like i'm going to be the one to do the hit <laughs> Yeah, she's <laughs> no it's, tactical ability. It's so wild, and I, 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 I don't necessarily want to see more of that because, again, I don't think that's his character. But I want, like, yeah, I do want to see more of that. Like, does do, does he struggle mm-hmm. with any kind of? Does he struggle with any kind of anger? stuff like that's something the the show let's be honest is really shallow when it comes to Mm -hmm. character development and and stuff so yeah i i would like to see them dive more into like who actually is ash ketchum what is his personality outside of i want to be the very best like no one ever was right (laughs) I, he's uh, he he loves his friends. He wants to take care of his Pokemon. He's uh, he's pretty patient with some of them. The fact that he puts up with Charizard for so long is kind of a miracle. He keeps working on Charizard. I mean, he really doesn't give up. He's had that one since it was a Charmander, though. So that makes yeah. sense. It's like you're my buddy. I've been with you my whole life. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why are you a teenage brat now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he has to deal with a teenage brat when that's not a thing he is. He can't progress to being teenage brat. He's right? stuck at 10. Like that's something else the show never really addresses is now he is kind of like a surrogate parent. Right. He now needs to figure out how to do all of that stuff. And he's 10 Right. Like he like, yeah, he really shouldn't be in that position. But their entire world is based off of this dynamic. Like that, that's an interesting thing to explore. Like how like does, mm-hmm. does that then change his relationship with his mom down the road of like, oh, geez, in mm. three years, mom, when I hit puberty, I understand <laughs> like I, I i know i know what's happening um yeah, <laughs> strange stuff but mm-hmm. not what the show is about so 
No, um, unfortunately, like there's so many questions that we would love to see answered, and instead she's like, "It's a battle. Pokemon. I'm gonna turn my hat around backwards and see if I can win a badge." Now, something I read on the Wikipedia page for this movie is that the English version of this, uh, like critically, uh, like when it originally came out, got bad reviews. Um, despite it being a monetary success, right? Because you you know it's big mm-hmm. Pokemon, big Pokemon movie, but their their main thing was poor voice acting. Makes sense, uh, as well as the the like a whole like uh anti violence message, despite the movie being filled with these battles and stuff like that <laughs> and i i thought that was really strange that i mean i can understand the cr- cr- critics might not have been up to par with what pokemon is exactly i yeah to me, i feel like that contradiction of pokemon of like hey we should all get along we're we're friends like we should do all of that stuff like and then at the same time being like but let's battle like let's fight you know like that contradiction is kind of the core of pokemon there is is that something that you've thought of much i think pokemon has always been very clear that these they call them battles like they use more aggressive terms for them but it is uh it is a show it's like athleticism it's just head-to-head athleticism yeah it's like boxing or wrestling it it really is like wrestling like you're just like a wrestling coach and these pokemon are wrestlers they're gonna go out there and wrestle the other guy like it's framed in something that can be seen as more aggressive, as more violent. But really, it is like, I am not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to best you in an athletic competition to rise up the ranks of the whole athletic field of this whole league. And I have respect for you as my opponent. We both have respect for our Pokemon. We value them for what they do. You know, I'm sure if there was a Pokemon who like, Exactly. And I'm sure if there was a Pokemon who was like Ash, I, who like could communicate to Ash, I don't want to do this. I don't feel right. And I think that has come up when like he pulled like in earlier episodes when like he pulls out a Pokemon and it's like, oh, this seems like it's over your head. I'm going to try somebody else. And there have been episodes mm-hmm. where Ash does encounter another trainer who's very aggressive to his Pokemon. I think he encounters a guy who like whips his Pokemon or something like that. And he's like, this isn't good. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Like right, I, the yeah. outside world has this, per- especially at that time, had this perception of Pokemon as being something very aggressive. Whereas if you sat down with the show for a couple episodes, you'd see oh, friendship. the show is within it. Yeah, it's within itself. It's not about that at all. It's like actively against that when it comes up. It's just about sportsmanship. Yeah. Yes. Sportsmanship. I, I, think, I think it's a good word. Or all of that stuff but yeah it just it struck me as odd because this is not the first pokemon thing that came out right the cards were out the game was yeah. out the anime had been out for a while 
And so just like to see that that is the reviews it's getting is just like, you guys don't understand Pokemon, do you? Like this is it. Like yeah. th- this is what it's about. There, they, There is this like violence in the air air quotes but at the end of the day it is about like hey we're not actually actually like fighting fighting even though there might be a threat to the safety of the world especially in this movie at the end of the day it is about Mm -hmm. like understanding one another and having good relationships and stuff like that and kindness Mm. Brother, I I think brother. there was. <laughs> what are we fighting for? There was. God, yeah, I did miss all of those songs when I watched <laughs> the CGI version. They just have that cover, that like more rock cover of the Pokemon theme song did, at the beginning during that one-off battle with the pirate Did, did guy. you hear the <laughs> recent uh, cover that Post Malone did? Because it's it was pokemon's like no i don't know like 25th anniversary or something like that i don't remember 20th i guess um or something uh but he he did a cover of a hootie and the blowfish song um and it was very strange he he did a whole concert inside one of the pokemon games and he was like made in the art style of that game but it was just very strange that they picked that song i think it must have been a hit song in the year that pokemon came out maybe yeah it was just very strange that they did that one but yeah still uh, I talking. <laughs> wanted to mention talking about the reviews at the time. I think there was a Roger Ebert review uh, where, like, he talked to a nephew or, like, you know, the child of a friend who was into Pokemon. Like, he tried to get what it was. Like, he really wanted to know what that kid's perspective of Pokemon was. And I think he concluded his with review by saying, like, this isn't a good film in how I see it, but I understand. This is not for me, and it's based on a whole context I'm not going to get. He, I get he, that. He, he, he starts it out with this sentence. There are times here on the movie beat when I feel like I'm playing in over my <laughs> head. This is one of those <laughs> times. Uh, my assignment is to do is to review Pokemon, the first movie. I have done research. I have even played a pokemon card game with a six-year-old pokemon trainer named emil man fun stuff i i i wonder if he really only played the card game or like looked into the i don't know roger ebert was a busy man right but still, he's played the Pokemon uh, yeah, I card think the game. T- Fun fact. Yeah, that's something. I feel like he, he put a bit more effort in than other reviewers of the time. Yeah. yeah, I think like watching a couple episodes of the TV show would be the best context if there was an adult who didn't get Pokemon, who wanted to understand it better Absolutely. before yeah. watching this. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see, what was I, I, I going to talk about next? Oh, uh, circling back to Ash. Uh, he dies mm-hmm. in, in, in this film. He does die! W- what? <laughs> like... What what a twist. What a move. Right. Yeah. Like that, I think, is like that, I think, maybe more so fits in what they've done with Pokemon in the past. Um, Not that he has died in the past, but they have had these really, really emotional (laughs) moments. Right. Like I mentioned the bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Butterfurry. Yes. Moment from the show. Um. And like I, I expect there to be these really emotional moments in there every now and then because, like we said, that's yeah. kind of what this show is about. It's about these relationships. So when something happens in that in that relationship, we're just like, "Oh no, this is not good. I don't like this. I'm sad now." Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I, I remember this being a really, really sad moment as a kid just being like god it is like i i was not expecting this like my my boy was gonna be the very best and what happened this is no it's gonna happen (laughs) ash catch him he's just 10 years old like ash is (laughs) what is his mother gonna think he's just gonna disappear he's gone forever right i'm sorry his poor mother and her poor Mr. Mime husband. <laughs> Misty's never going to get her bike back. <laughs> well, I, I guess now she can because she can just take it back. <laughs> but it's like, well, no, you're like dead, stole so... her bike and then it got electrocuted and ruined. Uh, no, yeah, there is right. no bike. That's right. This way she starts following him. Like, eventually you have to get me a new bike. <laughs> And then she just likes him and sticks around. I was always wondering if that bike was going to come back. But Ash has been like a, a upstanding hero throughout this movie. I remember being nine years old and the part where like he walks out of that like smoke and he says to Mewtwo, you can't do this. I won't let you yeah. was the coolest thing yeah. I'd ever seen. <laughs> a real hero moment. It's still like if you play me that audio clip, I feel like I can do that. Like I feel victorious. I feel like a hero. I feel pumped up to do it. You're just sitting there like, oh man. I feel pumped up to do anything. About to go down. Yeah. And he's and he's so uh, it's endearing that he is so upset at what's going on that he has no recourse but to bodily throw himself in the middle. Like Mewtwo and Mew are throwing psychic blasts at each other. He runs in the middle and it it doesn't necessarily kills him but it like changes his physical form he like collapses to the ground like he's made out of stone or something it's a very interesting portrayal of essentially a death and then pikachu tries to shock him back it's all silent that's the most affecting part of it i think that was a great absolutely yeah yeah it 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 was absolutely a shocker because because you don't know if this is mm-hmm. some side effect of the attack that he hit. Like, maybe this is a yeah. temporary thing, but it, it becomes very clear very fast. Like, no, he, he he's gone. He died. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah, who knows where his soul is? Right? What is it? What is the Pokemon afterlife like? Huh. Int- I, I guess you turn into a ghastly. I guess. 
Yeah. Um, Go haunt Lavender Town. Yeah, but uh, then they they like it's such a sad moment for everyone for the clones Pokemon included because they saw like how much he cared for these Pokemon, uh, which is the exact opposite of what Mewtwo saw. Uh, you know, when he w- wakes up in this laboratory and they're just like, well, you're an experiment and we're going to continue experimenting on you. And that is your mm-hmm. entire existence. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, yeah, no, thanks. Um, And, and yeah, and it, it is like the tears of the Pokemon that bring him back to life, which raises another interesting question. Like, is that? Yeah. Is that a thing? Like, do do these do Pokemon tears have like restorative powers somehow? Can they resurrect the dead? Why is this not a plot thread? I think because Mewtwo wipes all of their memories at the end of this. But isn't Mewtwo himself curious about this? Like, wait a minute, that boy was pretty much dead. And then all these Pokemon cried and he's back. I need to experiment in, on instead like, of Mewtwo cloning, should want to understand what the heck that why was. Why not yeah. resurrect these like these fossils and stuff or uh, yeah, something or some like great Pokemon trainer from the past to understand the mysteries <gasps> of I don't know. Oh, my God. We're just going to cry some guy back alive yeah. and ask him questions. Yes. Oh, man. Why not? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah yeah like under what circumstances is this possible it's also like it's pokemon specifically it's not some greater power of love because it's not like misty is crying and misty also helps ash come back to life pokemon only right yeah and like they they do in the pokemon world have the power to like take two fossils and put them together to create like a new pokemon so, like, there is this yeah. weird thing of, like, hey, we can take these things that have been dead and kind of make something new and recreate them. So, somehow, they do have this, like, thing that no one is mentioning that, like, Pokemon kind of have the power to raise the dead. This is weird. Yeah. In another more uh, dramatic story that put a little bit more weight on things, Ash would do this and then he would come back a little different. Not in like a dark way, but in the fact like maybe he's slightly powerful himself now. Maybe there's something a little bit more invulnerable about him, a little bit stronger. Maybe he's slightly psychic. I would love if like after he was turned into a rock man and then cried back to life, if Ash was like fundamentally different as a, a being. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing of like if he was slightly psychic and could maybe understand a few simple words from Pokemon. Just like like because there was a Pokemon movie. I don't it might have been the Netflix one. I don't remember where Pikachu talks. They they both get like hit with yeah. something and Pikachu like says his name and I was like Ash like wake up like don't I like it's us you and me together forever and everyone was outraged of like no he's not supposed to talk but like 
this would have been an interesting way to not not make Pikachu talk, but for Ash to then somehow have a better understanding of what they're actually saying. Like, yeah. maybe he can now decipher yeah. one or two words, and that helps him to understand just a little bit better or something like that. But I th- I think there is some level got. of understanding. If you don't understand the literal words a Pokemon is trying to communicate, I feel like trainers always get the vibe of their Pokemon. They always understand basically oh, sure. yeah, the yeah, emotion yeah. they're trying to express. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with a dog like with a dog, I it's guess. It's not really a big problem, I think, in uh in the world of Pokemon, because they are very expressive of like, hey, if I don't want to do, yeah. do something, I won't do something, or yeah, stuff like that so i yeah it's it's not it's not something that you need i i don't know how i would legitimately feel about it if that's the way the show went but it's it, something like huh honestly i feel I like didn't explore this this deep into the show when it's been so consistent for so long you don't have to make this the new canon but if you wanted to do a branching like one-off movie or tv special where it's like what if the pokemon talked i'd be okay with like exploring that one time i want a what if pokemon series that would be amazing just like an (sighs) anthology series we just see different trainers we see uh, yeah all sorts of stuff of just like here's everything outside of the gym battles or like what if gym battles were more like this or what if pokemon could talk or what if pokemon were psychic and they didn't have to talk and they could just like implant their thoughts in your head or god what if ash was psychic after this and he could like beam his own thought into mewtwo's head then mewtwo is freaked out yeah yeah (sighs) interesting what if Ash was a trainer created as an experiment by Team Rocket, and he like it's 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 <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Made in a lab. This story, like this. <laughs> yeah, his mom's still there, but she's just a scientist who just coldly donated some materials. Yes, yeah. yeah. Wild. Uh, this this is a such a lush world with so much opportunity that could go so many places. It's it's kind of a shame that it is a story for kids that yeah. isn't going to get to explore more like thoughtful ramifications of things. And I'm not talking like a dark, gritty reboot, but just something where there are more consequences. There's more weight. There's more like real character development. You know, we explore more of Okay, if you go out on this journey when you're 10 and you, you know, you have such concentrated, intense life experience that young, who are you as you get older? You know, when you've mm-hmm. done all of that before the time you can drive. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish it had something more like that. But they're they're so stuck mm. in their way. They're they're starting to explore in the g- games and stuff, because that's that's been a big a big critique of those games is that it is the exact same thing 
over and over and year after year after year. And they don't really iterate on the games in a meaningful way. And they're starting to with some of that stuff. They're 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 taking baby steps, which is why, like I mentioned at the start, there's that new Pokemon Legends game where it's like, this is the one I've been wanting for like 20 years and they're just making it now. Um, and so, yeah, they're, we'll see. The time is right, because at the start, you also did say like, yeah, Pokemon d- doesn't really have that problem anymore of like, we need to explain this to a parent or make it like we are the age yeah. of the parents. Now we were there from day one. Like we know what Pokemon is um so they can yeah they can do something that it explores now and they don't have to explain it right we're just like oh yeah cool yeah i wish pokemon you know this <laughs> i wish pokemon could be like batman where you have the like more cartoony more kid-friendly Pika, version Pika. and you've Pika, where is he <laughs> 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 and you've got a version that is just more uh not necessarily grounded but like more emotionally grounded like you really mm, explore yeah. the characters motivations and feelings and how they develop and the ramifications of these actions that happen within this world and how the world re- responds back yeah, i wish i had the batman treatment for this property yeah. <laughs> you can have both you can have like this is the one for kids and this is the one not for kids. This is the one the kids will grow into as they get older at the same time. Like that's been a struggle for me is that I loved this show so much when I was a kid and like I would grow up through my adolescent years and like it's the same as it was when I was nine. Like I I wanted the show to grow up with me and it never did. Yeah, give it the like Legend of Korra treatment. Yes. Yes. That that'd be good. That'd be fun. Um yeah. So I I guess last question uh with this is Mayu. We don't really get to see him all that much. We see him kind of floating around every so often and then he shows up at the then he shows up at the end of the movie and then kind of flies off at the end into the mountains. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I guess I just, I, I feel like his inclusion in the film is maybe a little not needed. Like I understand the fossil, like the inclusion of the fossil, but to have a like, live, yeah. oh, there's one out there. Like that, I think could have been maybe relegated to that end credit scene, which was largely useless. Um, oh, I like the end credits. I like that it's just all these beautifully illustrated tableaus of Ash and Misty and Brock walking through these interesting landscapes. That's not what I'm talking I just, about. I love that so that's much. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. After that, there is a scene of me yes, flying yes. In okay. to the mountains, which is yeah fine i like there's nothing wrong with it except it's just like i don't like what why did this scene have to be in there uh, like i i don't understand I, like i wh- i think having that surprise that oh, there's still one 
out there somewhere like that would have been wonderful for like a post credits scene um but like i i i don't think his inclusion in the rest of the film is really needed i feel like they could have i mean sure i guess they did need a psychic pokemon strong enough to compete with him and stuff like that but i i I think they also could have gone the route of just like look how incredible ash is and how much he cares like he is someone who is different from team rocket maybe all humans aren't evil and you know want to experiment on me maybe i should reconsider and explore some more and gather more data and stuff like that like i think they could have ended the film like that instead uh this is what i get out of mew's appearance there's frequently been in pokemon in the these early episodes like the first episode where ash sees the ho-ho in the distance Mm -hmm. there's the episode where they go meet uh bill the lighthouse keeper and he's talking about how like dragonair uh, a dragonite who's in this movie like at that point was like how uh, like we know a dragonite exists but i've never seen one i don't know if i'll ever get to see one there's an element particularly to early pokemon of this real sense of wonder of like we don't Absolutely. know everything that's out there the pokedex is growing and i think that's what we get out of Mew being in this movie it's like we see that Mew exists but we don't know where he came from where he's been living, if there's more of him. Like, I think the fact that Mew's around gives us the sense of wonder because Mew is, you know, Mew is showing up. And I think it's a great um, juxtaposition to Mewtwo. Mewtwo takes everything so seriously. What is my existence? Who am I? Why am I here? Whereas Mew is just like, you know, following this windmill that's on top of the castle. Like, whoa, look at it spin. (laughs) He's just like making bubbles. He's flying around. Like the highest form of life that there is in the natural Pokemon world. Is this just like cute, whimsical, carefree creature that you didn't, you barely knew was even out there. You you didn't know if there really was one of these and look here it is. And it's just cute and friendly. I think it gives it a sense of this wonder, this awe that can be pervasive throughout Pokemon within this anime. Cause I think within the, Video games, for instance, like, you know, everything's out there and you just have to, like, hit all the right conditions to, like, run Mm -hmm. into it, you know, you as the player. But in the anime, you've got these characters. They have no guarantee in their life that they're ever going to get to see a super rare Pokemon. And it's a real moment when they do. They're like, wow, I didn't, you know, I've only seen you in books. I didn't know if you were real. I didn't know if I would ever get to see you. And to see them and have those connections, I think it is valuable. Yeah. Yeah, it's valuable. I guess my thing is more so like for this movie in particular. I I don't know if they needed them, but. Oh, well. Did 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 you get one of oh, the I... promotional cards when you went to the yes. theater? I, yes. I think I, yeah, I, got I got it one. at the Hall's Ferry Werenberg Cinema. I specifically remember the theater where I saw this movie. I, 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 th- I think I got one, but I, I don't remember what I did with it. I, I, I think I might have traded it eventually for something. I don't know. Because uh, I, I, I don't really have a strong memory of having one. 
but I did go see this movie in mm. theaters. I remember that. So yeah, I I was of the age where it was like, yes, take me to go see that. Get me the card. I need this uh, <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Good stuff. Fun movie indeed. It is. Yeah, I I like revisiting it. It's still fun. I think it's decently plotted for what it is. It's got this grander scope, but it also is a limited amount of characters in a limited amount of space with like a very clear goal. Yes. I think it looks good. I've always enjoyed the visual style of Pokemon. I like the clean character designs. I love the especially in the show, the like kind of watercolor backgrounds are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have really interesting buildings. Uh, and like I mentioned, over the end credits, it's just these like little clips yeah. of Stash and Misty and Brock walking through these massive landscapes, like underneath huge trees. It's, it's inspiring. I wish yeah. there was a little bit more of idyllic exploration on that scale in the show. Yeah, that, that would have been nice to, to see for sure. Um, I think that's about it, though, for our discussion on pokemon the movie yeah mewtwo strikes back i believe is the actual like mm -hmm. title of this one yeah um, melissa do you have recommendations uh just more from the pokemon world honestly like i think the first four pokemon movies are pretty good i haven't seen them in a long time but it's pokemon 2000 which is with lugia sure. pokemon 3 which is with Entei, and then Pokemon Forever, which is the one with Celebi. Those are the ones that I really connected with uh, because after that, there was a steep decline in how much Team Rocket was in the movies, mm, yeah. so I wasn't interested anymore. Or they did like, like a from five onward, it's like version of them. It's not Team Rocket, it's some uh, other organization. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's some foe that is not specifically Jesse James and Meowth, which is what I am here for. I, I have fond memories of those movies. I want to go back and watch them. There's a lot of gyms within the Pokemon show as repetitive yeah. as it is. There are some really goofy, fun ones somewhere in the Johto season. There's an episode called airtime where Ash is being interviewed on a radio show. And then team rocket was sneaking around in the building and they like destroyed all these tapes. And like the next program on this radio channel was going to be this, uh, audio drama they were going to play but because team rocket destroyed the tape they're like we have to do it live mm. ash you and your friends have to be our actors because you're the only people around here's the script and like team rocket's also still there in disguises that's so, so it funny. goes from being this interview with ash to like they all have to read parts in an audio drama and then team rocket start like aggressively improvising things and then ash and his friends have to like play along and like play against them and they figure out like that it's Team Rocket while they're in the middle of doing this audio drama. Yeah. It's an interesting format for an episode. I dug it a lot. And give me one sec. Okay. Well, I go pull some comic books out of my bookshelf. Sure thing. Melissa is standing up to go get those books right now. Uh, oh. What does she got here? This is... A Pokemon manga series. I don't know if it has a specific name for the series, but the art is by uh, Toshihiro Ono. 
Okay. Let's see, we've got um, Pokemon Pikachu Shocks Back, uh, Electric Pikachu Boogaloo, and Surf's Up Pikachu. <laughs> These are uh, books two, three, and four. It's like a four-volume set. I eventually gave away volume one because Team Rocket wasn't in it. Again, oh, <laughs> I wore my heart on my sleeve with Pokemon. These comics are really fun. Uh, it's a lot of adaptations of adventures from the show, mm -hmm. but also some new adventures. The artwork's cute, and it's, oh, it's sort of funny, quirky kind of side yeah. adventures. I really wanted to cover this on the show, but I couldn't find this on Comixology Unlimited. Gotcha. Like I said, I don't even have volume one anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Interesting yeah. stuff. Um, so I would recommend, of course, there is the obvious ones like go watch Digimon, uh, go watch yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! or something like that. Uh, we covered a while back on the show Ben 10. Um, I, yeah. I, I love the, 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 that show, Melissa. I know you didn't enjoy it as much, um, but I... I, th I think that is a really, really fun cartoon that does give you all of these different creatures or monsters, as well as a lot of character growth throughout the, mm. the series. Not as much as, uh, you know, the legend of Korra and stuff like that, but still enough to uh, to to be fairly Im impressive uh yeah for a cartoon like that um let's see let's see i was did i have any other ones that i was going to mention um no i, th I think i think that's about it i i i do want to shout out digimon because that one does seem to have a bit more of, yeah. of the character it does Goreshin. Um, so if, if you're looking for more of that stuff, but still want all the monsters and the, evolutions and stuff like that, I think Digimon might be up your alley. So. Yeah. Digimon did have a lot more character development to it that I really appreciated as a kid. I just wanted everything else to be like Digimon and unfortunately it wasn't. Yu-Gi-Oh! never got exactly that deep. Never did. Uh, I also want to shout out a shining example of a theatrical movie based on a kid's cartoon show, which is the Powerpuff Girls movie. Oh. Okay. That, is, that is an excellent movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't think it's on HBO Max. I don't know wh where I could watch it. I'll have to buy a copy of it. It's great. I think it is an excellent superhero origin story. I would love for it to be considered up there with, like, Spider-Man. There you go. I think it's that good. There you go. Uh, last but not least, we did also discuss Detective Pikachu on one of our yeah. other podcasts. Uh, and that definitely deals with Mewtwo's origin as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was great um so i would recommend that too go go check it out yeah it's a lot of fun oh. mm -hmm. there you go uh melissa it's my turn to do the pitches yeah. for this next week um 
and I, yeah. I wanted to do an audio drama. Honey, that we kept mentioning it. Oh, in, nice. In this uh, on yeah. this one. So I have three audio dramas Perfect. to pitch. Um, this first one here is entitled Station to Station. And it says, mm. uh, a handful of fading memories, the remains of a of a research project and a garbled tape recorder are all Dr. Miranda Khan uh, has to her name when her when her research partner goes missing on the eve of a 10 week ocean expedition. Now, she must oh. try to find closure in the midst of a rapidly unraveling conspiracy surrounded by a handful of unlikely allies, several likely threats, and the icy waters of the North Pacific. Something sinister mm. lurks in the hearts of the research ship Astrid, and Miranda must rely on her wits to piece together an answer. Um, so I, I immediately put this one on my list because I looked up a review of it and it said, this is one that is best listened to while giving your full attention to because it has as much detail as lost. And so I was just like, well, Ooh. I like Lost and I like conspiracies and stuff. So this one <laughs> is going on there. Yeah. Uh, season yeah. one of this show is the first 10 episodes. They're all about half an hour. Uh, and they do have like okay. five supplementary uh, things at the start that were the like okay. teasers for the show um, that, that might give some yeah. more, more information there so that's pitch number one station to station uh and again these are all audio drama pod casts so you guys can get them wherever you listen to podcasts um pitch number two is actually one that comes on the recommendation of Brigham Snow, uh, who played Caleb ah. in the Bright Sessions, he actually emailed us uh, with with this, oh, wow. this one. Was like, "Hey, you guys might like this." Um, Thanks, friend. Yeah. So this one is called "In Another Room," uh, and it is adapted from uh, E3W Productions' groundbreaking. LA based immersive show of the same name in another in another room is a collection of interlocking ghost stories each one taking place in a different room of a notoriously haunted house these ghost stories span the entire history of the mysterious home from its troubled construction in the 1870s to today and recount the the tragedies of the various souls that have lived and died within so kind of an anthology but interlocking so certain things will overlap or one might be about the 
kid of someone you know in in another story or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, interesting stuff. And I, I I like the name on this one because each it's not just set in the house, but each one is set in a certain room of the oh house. like clue yeah so like episode three is only in the kitchen or something i'm i'm not sure Ooh. But yeah, so there you go that is pitch number two in another room and pitch number three is called mars fall all one oh, how uh how long is in another room oh, uh it is eight eight episodes okay uh and that is, I believe, cool. the entirety of it, or at least season one. I'm, I'm not sure, but that is all that's, okay. that's out right now. Um, pitch number three is Mars Fall. And this one says, leaving Earth and its problems behind seemed ideal, but no one anticipated just how difficult colonizing Mars would be. Mars Fall follows some of the earliest colonists to settle on Mars in the year 2047. And each episode continues the story from a different character's perspective. Led by their fearless commander, Jackie O'Rania, the and assisted by the artificial intelligence unit Andy in all caps A N D I, they strive to make a home on the red planet while exploring its deeper mysteries. Um, that one I think is the season one is also eight episodes. Um. So yeah, that is pitch number three. Pitch number one, station to station. Pitch number two, in another room. And pitch number three, Mars Fall. Uh, I'm going to go with Brig and Snow's own recommendation. We're going to listen to In Another Room. There you go. Okay. I, that's a really exciting format to me. I love a ghost story. And I just finished another ghost-based audio drama that I've already got as a great recommendation when we finish this episode. It's a perfect timing. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, So like I mentioned, you guys can get this on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, You guys can find it as In Another Room Podcast. It is uh, created by uh natalie jones austin and aaron keeling and casey josephov i probably butchered that name i apologize Mm. uh but it is a production of violet hour media and e3w productions so there you go um but yeah, that is what we will do for this next one. I think it's a good time to do another audio drama. So. It's it's perfect. I have a busy work week ahead of me. I hope I can get in some audio drama time that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I believe that is about it. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. 
Our latest episode is actually in our Saturday Morning Giants series, where we cover a more prolific show, covering something that aired right alongside the Pokemon cartoon on Kids WB. We're talking about Jackie Chan Adventures. That's a good one. Good one for sure. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, and do all of that stuff. Uh, if you guys have some kind words to say, go rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts and stuff like that. But with that, we will get out of here. We will see you all next week for In Another Room. Bye. Bye.